Hey, everybody. Yes, 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 yes. And we're back again with another episode. Season three. Episodio Dos. And we're here with a good, exciting Power to the People episode that you guys wanted. But I probably didn't explain correctly. I was hoping for some questions specifically, but you know what? We're here to help provide what you want. <laughs> We're going to give you guys the most common mistakes international travelers make in 2024. But first, you thought I forgot, but I didn't. Let's give it up to your host with the most, Liz Dowling. Hey, Liz. Hey, Sean. Good morning or afternoon. I mean, I guess it depends. It's good morning to you. <laughs> ha, buenos dias. Buenos dias. Here we are. So um, if you haven't noticed, guys, no, I didn't get hit in the back of the head. Um, speaking slower to accommodate our many international flavors. Uh, we got <laughs> followers from all over. Our biggest following is to the Philippines. Shout out to you guys. We love you guys. Seriously. Thank you. But in all seriousness, uh, I think it is important that we take our time to go through this information. I've been known to get overly excited and start screaming. Um, that's before the show even starts because there's so much of information that we want to share and that Liz and I are so passionate about travel. We just love sharing our stories and insight and expertise. And for the first time you're finding us, thank you very much. My name is Sean Hicks. Um, I've had over 15 years in hotel hospitality and I love it on a personal and professional level. I think there's nothing like travel. The name of the show or the podcast, Finding Ourselves, was created none other by Liz Dowling, the travel guru herself, who's living overseas in España. So traveling overseas and traveling international is something we've come to know very well. Liz has recently went to Paris, and you know maybe we can touch on that at some point. But this list, I feel, is pretty comprehensive. Liz, it is. Yeah, I think so. Let's get through this list and kind of talk about... Um, the importance of it, because this, when I read the list, I said, you know what? I've done all of these at once. <laughs> at once? Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> so you've been there, done that, literally. And a lot of times it's because of the unknown, right? You know, you can watch uh, YouTube, but there's certain things that really don't get touched on. They may focus on sites and places to eat, which are great. But at the same time, we do also want to focus on the practical stance and mindset you want to have when traveling. So without further ado, let's give it up to Liz. Thank you, Liz. You know what? Now that I'm like really looking at the list line item by line item, I feel like I have done all of those in one trip more than once. Oh, that's that's the thing. Like, you know, I was saying it to get laughs and to help wake you up. Um yeah. at the same time, even though I'm way more sleepy than you. Um, these are things that I'm pretty sure that everyone's done. Um, and it's a pain, like like none other. 
And when you realize after the fact or in that situation, you're like, my trip could have been so much better <laughs> if I had listened yeah. to Sean and this or I've had any kind of insight of these issues because ignorance is bliss until you're in that situation. So a lot of times with international travel, hey, let's be honest, not everybody does it, you know. So when you have the opportunity to do it and you're blessed and fortunate enough to go, um, you can do your research, but let's be realistic. Like I said, that research is usually focused on what time's breakfast. <laughs> I mean, for me, <laughs> or what time is your tour p- going to pick you up? You know, things sure. like that, or when does a happy hour start, or you know, how much are drinks? Um, speaking from, <laughs> from experience, so practical preparation is what this show is all about. So here we go. Yeah, I would say the first thing. I think that's something that most people do because in America, we get so consumed with the idea of if I have a trip for five days, I have to have five pairs of chonies, five pairs of socks, five, you know, all my undergarments, everything, uh, five completely separate outfits because, because that's just what's ingrained to us is that we have to have a completely new outfit every single day, which hold some truth, right? Like you don't want to be wearing dirty clothes. That's not good for you either. But one thing that I've especially learned overseas is that most other people don't do that. If you have a trip for two weeks, you're not bringing 14 outfits. You're bringing four or five really. And then you wash them as you're going. And that's something that um, I think a lot of Americans specifically think, why would I do that? I'm, I don't want to pay for laundry service at the hotel. I don't want to go find a laundromat. And, but the answer really is that a lot of people wash stuff in the sink. And once you just get over that and do it and realize that there's specific soaps and stuff made for doing that, makes your life a lot easier because then you can get on those spirit flights or out here it's Vueling and Ryanair for most of Europe, you know, but like back in the States, if you get on a spirit or, or frontier or something like that, then you really can just use your backpack and go, <coughs> excuse me. Um, so number one, it reduces your stress because you're not worried about having to pick out all these different things because you have a solution in mind for how to still have fresh, clean clothes. It's right. that you have one, maybe two options per type of event that you're going to be attending, right? And then don't be afraid to maybe budget another 20 or $30 or euros or pounds, wherever you're going, for if you do need to kind of change it up a little bit. You know, if you decide to have an activity that you weren't initially thinking that you needed to plan for, you know, you need a little bit nicer shirt or maybe it's the other way around and you decide to go do some adventure activity and now you need closed toed shoes and you didn't think that you were going to. Right. So cutting down the packing cuts down the stress, but only if you know how to do it right. So that's something that takes a lot of practice is to think about packing smarter um, so that you have options, but so that you also don't have to deal with how, how much does my bag weigh? Do I have to check my bag? Did my bag get lost from the airline? You know, all those kinds of things that, um, 
come into problems. So like, especially internationally, like you just, you don't want to be dragging around a lot of stuff. No, well said. said. You're right. As far as how things are perceived internationally and, and done differently. I remember what was it? 2015 when I was in Panama, I was staying at the, the Hilton off of uh, Balboa Avenue. Uh, and I was, I know my colleagues and I, at the time, we were confused because in the bathroom, they had a, a clothesline, you know, yeah. like a clothesline that you could yeah. connect. I'm like, this is like a five-star casino hotel and people are yeah. hang drying their clothes. Yeah. yeah, they are, you know, because of the reason yeah. Liz just said, it's why pack your entire closet? You know, uh, you're going to pay more. And I, I'm always sweating when I go to the check-in because I'm like, oh man, I'm going to hit 50 pounds. You know, you don't <laughs> so yeah. It's embarrassing. And it's well, and you know what too is a lot of people overseas. So since we're specifically targeting international, you know, a lot of people rent apartments similar to Airbnb style, right? But there's a lot of other websites that are offering full apartment or full home options now. Um, even... I'll tell you what, this is not really a plug, but it's going to end up being one anyway. But booking.com has ended up being the default for myself. Like I've gotten away from Airbnb, Verbo, and all those other ones because they pigeonhole just the independently owned properties, right? And sometimes you want to be able to compare and it gets so frustrating going back and forth between hotels, apartments, you know, privately owned homes and whatever. And uh, booking has a really good engine for that now that has, you know, it, it wasn't always that way, but it is now. And what I've noticed for the almost two years of being over here is that we end up staying at apartments more often than not, vast majority of the time. And nine times out of 10, they have a washing machine and they'll have detergent and stuff ready for you. Most of Europe is not going to have a dryer, so you do need to still plan for that and have an extra change of clothes. But if you're thinking about that in advance, like I was saying about the not overpacking, and like I have a trip with some friends coming up in May that we've been looking at hotels for a, a two-week trip, and um, you know, I already just booked one place in Rhonda for us, and specifically was like, this place has a washing machine, you know, because we're going to be on the road for the better for about half of that two weeks, you know? So if we need to do all that, we don't want to be dragging around two weeks worth of clothes. Yeah, definitely. I think about when we talk about, you know, washing your clothes and staying in an apartment, we literally did when we stayed in Makati. Yeah. Um, I forgot what the name of the place was. Um, it was, uh, what's the name of the hotel or not the hotels, the malls out there. It was number five, something number five. Yeah. Um, um, if you guys remember and you hear the show in the Philippines, uh, you know, comment in our put it on social media. But I'm gonna go ahead and say the Ascot. I don't know why the hell that's it. Right was now. it was the Ascot, the Ascot inside of whatever the name is for their oh, yeah. malls, Glorietta. Okay, cool. Man, I'm, it was the Ascot inside of Glorietta that had a King Kong on top of the building. Remember? Uh, yeah, yeah, because uh, Godzilla. <laughs> Godzilla. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Godzilla. Okay, cool. All right. So now we've dated ourselves and when we were there. But um, <laughs> I had totally talk about dating ourselves. I had totally embarrassed myself more <laughs> when I was there 
because they advertised in the apartment it was fully furnished and it had a washer and dryer. And my gringo ass wasn't aware of the multi-unit. So I was calling the front desk and complaining because I only had a washer and dryer. And (laughs) it was a unit. And then to make things worse, like they had to come up there and explain to me how to use it. Man, I felt so useless. Um, I love that place. What a great um, thing. So, yeah, shout out to the Philippines again, man. You guys are uh, three steps ahead, man. You guys are playing chess. We're playing checkers in the game of life. So, uh, yeah, yeah. packing properly, not overpacking. It goes a long way to make it. You, you think it won't, but it makes a big difference on your trip. Makes them well financially, right? right? Because if you have to, ch- and then what about the stress about checking the bag? What if it gets lost? Right. Uh, paying for the extra bag as well. Having to drag around a 50 pound bag all the time. Cause you know, if you're checking a bag, it's full. It is going to be 49.9 pounds. We all know that. Oh, every you know? single time. Yeah. Yeah. So just the the logistics of it all for having to plan. And then when you go to different places, what if you can't check into your hotel or apartment for a couple hours because the time of your flight or the time of your tour? Now you got to drag this check luggage around with you. No, it's cheaper to just have the have a backpack. And then if you buy a bunch of stuff, ship it home. Yeah, I I love that. And, you know, another thing, too, is (laughs) a lot of times we know. Um, when you go and travel, whether it's domestic or overseas, you want to have some sort of souvenir, something to remember. So you got to bring that back, right? You know, so you want to have, oh, ship it, you say? Yeah, man, go, you know, they have DHL everywhere. Just go to DHL, get a flat rate container, take that thing back home. So you think that's the preferred way to do it than trilling it yourself? It's cheaper than having a checked bag. Yeah, actually, I had a bad experience with a check bag. Um, um, shout out again to Japan and to their security team. Um, many years ago, I went with a colleague and she was in, we were coming back from the Philippines going through Japan and we had an overlay there. And, you know, I, I'm typically always team whoever I'm with. You know, you can tell anybody I'm, I'm a very loyal person, but my loyalty was tested um, because my colleague at the time didn't advise me that they had a bag of um, white sand that they got from Barakai, which is great. You know? <laughs> but they had it in a baggie. It looked like some coca. So um, it didn't go over well through security. And we were both held for several hours and detained. Oh, and my God. searched. And um, yeah, so <laughs> for a souvenir of dirt. Oh, so, my, that's funny. They didn't do that to us when I got I got salt. Oh, you know what? It was on a cruise, though. So oh, yeah. Like, See, that's different. OK, like if you get it in a souvenir container and it's a jar. And it's uh, no, 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 it was not. This was I was on a cruise and one of the ports that we went into, they had a, you know, a tour of the um, island. And part of that stopped us over at a salt uh, field where you could buy the salt. Like you could go out there and they would go get it and they would grind it up for you. In fact, I still have some of this damn salt. And uh, they just put it in 
Like it looks like you just went to the grocery store and picked up a bag of tomatoes, you know, and just like scooped them all in there. Right. And, um, but I mean, the difference is that it was on a, I did have to go on a plane later though, but yeah, it just looked like a bag of like crystal, like what you're saying, like of meth, just like sitting in my bag. So I'm surprised now looking back on it that nobody thought anything of that, but they would think something of the sand. That's funny. Yeah. The the thing about it was honestly the reaction of the person because, you know, they were trying to be slick. And so they were saying, Oh, that's nothing. I mean, it's, this is not the statement you want to make in Japan, guys, if you're listening. Never tell somebody, <laughs> that's not what you think it is. That's not the statement. To you. <laughs> that's not what you think it is. Just say it's sand, you idiot. So, yeah. Yeah, just tell them it's sand, it's salt, it's, you know, yeah. it's I'll just something from the beach. But you know what? You can get in trouble in a lot of places for removing things from the beaches. So maybe that's where the train of thought was headed. Could be, but either way, you could. You don't need to say it's from the beach. You could just say it's just sand. Yeah, uh, they don't need to know where you got it from. Yeah, it was. Um, it was good times. <laughs> so, and also too, if you guys are wondering, strip search is not as fun as it sounds. It's uh, pretty intrusive. So, uh, continuing <laughs> on to not researching uh, local cust, and you can't decide who you know. You can't select who does it. They just pick somebody. Yeah. Not researching local customs and etiquette. Wow, I have messed up on this so what many times. Do? And it's there's a lot of little nuances and things you have to be aware of that are considered appropriate and inappropriate. Um, you know, especially us gringos, we go in there. The world is so different and we have to be respectful to their customs at all times in and out the airport. Um, you know, what's considered good. You know what I have the most trouble with, and it sounds crazy, but when I go overseas, um, I'm paranoid anyway. I'll put it out there. If you guys don't know, I'm a brother. So we have a stereotype here in the United States of not tipping well. So I tend to over tip, even if the service is not good. So, you know, I'm making a, <laughs> I'm making a stand for the people. Um, so when I went overseas, you know, I tend to, over tip and when I was in the Philippines it, it confused a lot of them like you know I know the people that I was with that were local they would tell me like hey you just gave them like a week's salary you know you gotta you gotta calm that down you're gonna they're gonna wind up getting into a fight with their co-workers right mm-hmm. and then also too when I was in let's take for example in Panama I was tipping and they use the US dollars so I figured okay I can tip like I do United States no one, I found out when you tip, no matter who it is in, in Panama, my experience off of Balboa Avenue in that area by the banks, that when you tip somebody, it goes into a pool. So basically the owner takes it anyway. And then he distributes out like a normal portion. So basically you're just giving more money to the restaurant, which what I'm intending to do. Even if you go out of your way and I tried to do that, like, you know, sneak it to them and like, Hey, this is for you. You know, they'll see it. (laughs) They have cameras. That's their business. And they'll force the people to give up the money. And I, I, um, it got me frustrated to the point where, you know, I didn't want to 
go to specific restaurants and avoided them, but it's part of the customs. You know, I had to be aware. And the last thing I want to do is ever offend anybody. You know, that's why I was going out of my way where I perceived as giving more, but I was asking, actually, actually causing them more problems because they had to explain to their, their boss why we were cutting deals. <laughs> So uh, I learned those situations. Oh, you know what? That happened in Makati too. Remember? May, I, I don't remember if you were there that morning or not from breakfast. And uh, a certain coworker of ours wanted to tip one of the servers that had been working every morning. Oh, yes. Yes. Yeah. And um, yeah. And so we, you know, we had all met this one particular worker every day for weeks. Right. And, and our trips were overlapping, remember, because y'all got there before me for a while. And then I was there and then, um, you know, me and Roger were there later. But, you know, so at a certain point, this other coworker had been saying, like, you know, this one person's been a really good server, like always helping us, always just so polite and helpful and everything. I really want to do something to show appreciation and uh, went and, and slipped the guy some money and the manager, someone else fanned out, manager or somebody, and they tried to fire him. Yes. Yo, they tried I, to fire him over it. I was there when that happened. Yeah. It does definitely take place. You know, another, and that's a great point. Another thing I thought was a way to overcome tipping them excessively or, or too much, you know, when you're interacting with them on a regular basis is let me tip them on my departure when I leave. You know, that's yeah. a good way to um, accommodate. But that's that. what got this other dude in trouble accidentally. Right. But what I actually I learned, and this is at the Ascot. Um, yeah, the lady was. Cleaning my room was the same person. And she said, yeah. you know what? Actually, if you give me the money, that would get me in trouble. Yep. The best thing you could do for me is, hi, my name is, and actually I forgot her name. Um, horrible story already, right? But <laughs> she told me, give me a recommendation at the front desk. And that yeah. in line for a promotion, which helps me for me and my family. So yeah. that's what I did. I, I gave her a recommendation. I wrote it out, you know, and I gave it to him personally. And uh, also when she was in the hallway, I looked for her when her superior was there and I made sure to get a, a verbal accommodate, you know, uh, recommendation of, you know, all the great stuff she had done while I was there and, and making my stay feel, you know, better. So that's, you know, you don't ask, you don't get, like my grandmother used to say, rest in peace. So sometimes ask the locals what's best if you're not sure. You can't learn everything from these YouTube videos. Hell, even from us. You know, we've been to places yeah. multiple times. I've been to the Philippines probably 15 times when I went back and looked. Well, and, everything changes, too. Yeah. And every time you go, it's different. You know, places change um the culture is always there but like anything else it evolves and you know you have to adapt to it and uh, i'm always trying to be a part and not force my gringo ways on anyone and always be respectful because um you know i'm there visiting them the last thing i want is to anyone feel uncomfortable in their own environment so um no good stuff there on is there anything else you want to add before we go on to um, number three? 
No, I mean, the tipping thing is really the biggest one, but I think another thing is also um, language, right? Like there's a lot of words that you might not realize can be very offensive um, to other cultures, even when like you just have no idea. You have no idea that the word you're saying is very offensive because it like it either it means nothing to us or it means something completely harmless to us. So sure. I've run into that way too, way too many times, <laughs> way too many times. Um, that could be a whole episode just by itself, really. No, that's, so, that's a good point. No, I love that. And just real quick on that, to, before we go to the next talking point, is um, if you guys haven't noticed, I have a real dry, sarcastic sense of humor. So I learned right away, I don't do that overseas. I try not to. Nope. At all. You have to use very plain language. They use the least descriptive words possible. Right. Because one thing that people will say when they're trying to learn English is that we have so many synonyms for things, right? We have a hundred ways to say one thing. Right. So one thing that's helped me a bit is that when I'm speaking to somebody and either English is their second language or they don't have, they don't really have English at all. And I'm just trying to communicate with them like via Google translate or something is always default to the most absolute basic version of how to ask or explain something. Don't like, think of it as if you're talking to somebody in first or second grade, what, what vocabulary are they more likely to understand that that way you get your point across Usually a lot better, but secondly, it's a much higher chance of avoiding unintentionally offending or really confusing somebody. Definitely confuse them. So I, I try to avoid it. Um, you know, I know in Jamaica, sarcasm would play pretty well. I know culturally, um, you know, they have a, a big Indian population there. Shout out to them. And, you know, they're, are really sarcastic. So they love it. <clears throat> but outside of there, no. Um, Philippines, absolutely not. I would, you know, I I just would be very direct. You know, if I would say things, it would be, you know, straight to the point. Latin America, super hell no. So I would not. <laughs> I don't do sarcasm. And I have a lot of friends there. Shout out to them. Um, some are listening. And I really try to avoid sarcasm when whenever possible i mean occasionally yeah you know especially if i'm comfortable with that person but you know just in meeting someone absolutely not never i'll tell you what spain is on the other side of that they are so incredibly sarcastic it it is a joy to listen to some of these translations especially from the police department one of my favorite things is to go on to the Chipiona or Rhoda police Facebook pages and read their comments and their statements about stuff that's been happening around town because they will make fun of you mercilessly. They will throw you under the bus so fast for anything you did. But then they also talk like in poetry, like the translations are never simple uh, explanations of at 8.30 last night, there was a traffic incident at this intersection, no injuries reported, uh, you know, suspected 
uh, it's suspected that the driver fell asleep at the wheel. It's never that simple. It's always something like, to those of you who have not heard before, that sleep is very important. And, you know, and that also a very inappropriate place to sleep is at the driver's wheel. Let us give you this example from last night around twilight. You know, the sun had already set and this beautiful green car has decided to take itself on a journey around Chipiona. <laughs> and the driver has now found himself sleeping at the most inappropriate time where he was greeted to a giant halt by the tree around the corner. You know, it's always something like that. And it cracks me up every day. I love it. Oh, I, I love that. You know, shout out to Chipiona. Um, I, I love it more every single day. But and that's not sarcasm. So the thing is that you do, you have to understand the cultures. You know, every culture is, you know, uh, different. Where you go is different. You know, um, so I it's important to, you know, do your research. If you're going to go somewhere also, too, for a long time, like when I was in Jamaica for a month, that's a humble brag. If you're listening. <laughs> Thank you, guys. I'm here all week. Um, but yeah. I learned quickly that, you know, what I could and couldn't do. Um, a lot of times it was the hard way because that's how, you know, life goes sometimes. But, you know, if you can join travel groups, listen to Liz and myself, um, you know, within we have social media, join groups, you know, travel groups, ask questions, you know. Um, again, don't just rely, even though they're really good, to go to those blog videos. They're just the overview for the most part. They tell you some good information as far as pricing um, and things to anticipate, but really getting down deep into the culture, you really need to talk to a local, to be honest, you know, and you don't know that until you're there. Yeah. You want to avoid something that could be really, you talk about an international incident, really uncomfortable, like, uh, and put you honestly in harm's way, which gets us to our, our next point which is very serious. And I actually do pride myself on doing every single time because I love life is um, ignoring travel advisories. Now, Liz, upon <laughs> your departure to, you know, from Spain to Paris, was that something that crossed your mind or you felt is needed? And what's your thoughts on travel advisories? Um, do people focus on them enough or too much or what's your thoughts? Well, for that particular trip, we were pretty well in the know because I've been to Paris before. And uh, the first thing that pops into my mind whenever you have to, even if you're just having a connecting flight through Paris, I'm telling you, that is a place to avoid for that because they have so many protests all the time. They're having, there's protests right now, um, which have actually spread to Spain. So thanks a lot. France, which is not really France's problem. It's a, it's the farmers. Thanks, <laughs> it's the farmers having problems for the for the entire European Union. But so for planning this trip over to Paris, you know, there were questions about what medications are acceptable to bring because you know certain things are legal as prescriptions for Americans that are not legal in other countries. You know, and you don't want to accidentally be bringing something into another country that's a banned substance, even with a prescription, right? And um, this is not the example, but 
that from the trip, but just another example is like for, you know, if somebody had, let's say a medical marijuana card in America, and so they legally have a prescription to get weed and everything else, right? And it's in the proper container with the proper documentation and everything else like that. There's a lot of other places in the world where that's not going to pass. You know, that is going to get you in trouble or even alcohol, right? There's, there's several countries where alcohol is illegal. And if you don't know what you're doing and you just, you know, toss it in your checked luggage because we're used to being able to bring like a bottle of wine or something like that as a gift to our host. And then they go, uh, absolutely not. You're being detained. So there was a question about, um, medication that came up, um, there was a question about the protests and everything like that. So, I mean, for for France and specifically for Paris, I'm on point with that one. But I have been guilty many times before of not checking that stuff and just thinking everything's going to be fine. Like, why would I possibly need to look into this? As I've gotten older, <laughs> I've... I've realized uh, that's not the way to go. But also since living in Spain, because you're going between countries much more frequently, right? Like if you're living in the United States, it takes a lot more usually um, for people to plan international trips. So it's, you know, you're not usually doing it every other month for most people, right? So it's like, if, if you're living in California and you're like, all right, this year for Christmas, I'm gonna go to Germany or whatever, then you're gonna be looking up a lot more stuff and you're going to find those travel advisories as they come through your research for the rest of your trip. But when you're, um, when you're just doing stuff out here, like you have to be much more vigilant about it and go out of your way to look at that stuff because everywhere you go is a different country. You know, like I can be in Portugal in what, like two hours or something, three hours. So, and that's just driving even, that's not even flying. Um, so there, there's a lot of going into other countries and needing to be more cognizant of their rules and regulations, because even though it's the EU for a lot of the travel out here, there's also not. And then Shenzhen, and the EU are mostly the same countries, but not all of the same. And we could talk about that at a later time and I can post a link about what each of those two things mean. But there's different regulations for a lot of things um, as far as travel advisories are concerned, um, visas and, and other restrictions. If you don't understand, like people just think everywhere in Europe is the same. No, it's not. And especially after Brexit, no, it sure isn't. That has wreaked havoc more than anybody, I think, really, more than most people saw coming. I think a lot of people that voted for it did it because they, they truly believed that there would not be much of a difference. And now that the differences are being highlighted and they have to worry about these travel advisories and all of these restrictions, specifically between the UK, uh, Shenzhen, and the EU, it has caused a lot more problems and you have to be more careful about looking this stuff up. Yeah, no, absolutely. And that's a great point. And, you know, things could also happen on a, a level of a spike of crime, you know, and things that are happening, let's say, oh, to, yeah. to foreigners, sure. you know. I know something recently came out where, 
They were having crime waves. Um, and, you know, they're targeting. Oh, Columbia just came up, too. Yeah, Columbia came up and they had um, in 2023 that 35 foreigners had been uh, targeted and killed uh, in Medellin alone. Um, but what and that was a unique situation where they were saying on the the uh, travel advisory, they were warning people not necessarily to not go. It wasn't it wasn't that it's be, you know, be to be aware. It was a high level. It was a level three. But they were saying for people to not use dating apps and to not solicit. Right. So like, yeah. Okay. Check and check. <laughs> so, um, but that's the thing, you know, every time is going to be different. You know, when they have those levels, level one, two, three, four, look at the specifics and how would it impact you? I know for myself, when I travel, it's myself. It's going to usually be business. You know, I don't go on dating apps. I don't, you know, do prostitutes. So I'm, I'm good. Glad <laughs> and, to hear that, Sean. Thank you. <laughs> I mean, to each his own, but. Right, yeah, you know, hey, I'm just putting it out Healthy there. Healthy habits but, over here. Yeah, you know. But I'm just saying that what they stated didn't pertain to me. Now, if they would have said you're traveling and they're targeting kids, that would be me because the next trip I plan on taking is to Mexico with my children. So that would keep me from going, you know, um, I, you know, that's the kind of mindset you have is, you know, always be, you know, diligent and be proactive on how does this impact me? So, yeah, it's bad. Yeah. There's crime there. Um, and case in point, they're talking about the crime in Latin America, you know, and the, the number of murders. I mean, they have more murders where I live you know, on the weekend, you know, so yeah. Houston, Texas. So you want to put things in, in connotation, like it's bad. And yeah, there are bad parts, but you know, you want to be smart about it. Um, just have the same type of approach you would when you're at home. You know, I know even here and I've lived here most of my life. When the sun goes down, I go in, you know, certain neighborhoods I avoid you know, certain things you just know that aren't good. You want to have that same mindset even more heightened than when you're, you know, traveling abroad. So yeah, those travel advisories, look out for those, be careful and um, yeah, watch your back guys. And, uh, you know, closed mouth doesn't get fed. So don't be scared to ask, you know, to, to be safe. You know, you're not offending anybody, you know, that really wants your best interest. You know, Hey, is that a safe neighborhood? You know, can I be there after dark? You know, talk to yeah. the, if you don't feel comfortable, um, you don't want to offend maybe the party you're visiting there, you know, talk to the front. I mean, they're professionals. Talk to the front desk. Talk to the concierge. Um, ask them, like, where can I go? Where can I not go? Because safety first, no matter how great the place is, if something happens to you and you're harmed in any way, that's a horrible experience, you know, and you don't want that. And you know what? That country doesn't want that. They don't want that more of somebody getting injured, um, you know, across the board. That's no no good for anybody. So please. You know what I like to do? I like to ask uh, somebody at a convenience store or like a little shop around the corner because they have no vested interest in me, like coming back to their property and staying there again. And I think that they 
well, at least my own experience is that they, they tend to like really enjoy people asking them questions. That's more than just like, Hey, can you ring me up right now? You know? So it's like, I'll go into some little store for a souvenir or whatever and ask them questions too. And say like, Hey, you know, I'm staying around the corner for the next uh, two nights. You know, like what's your favorite thing in this area and ask it, or what, what is the, like, where would you, I want to go out later tonight? Cause it's going to be hot tonight, you know? So I wanted to go for a walk later tonight to just kind of see some things at night and take some pictures with the lights and everything, you know, where would you say is a safe place for me to walk at night? Yeah. No. Like bodega man and bodega woman are your friend, right? Like, <laughs> I think we just came up with characters that are going to have to have a return appearance. All right. But no, seriously, yeah. the neighborhood where I live, bodegas are everywhere. Um, and I love them, but especially when you're overseas, Liz is right. Bodega man, bodega woman will save your life. They do not care, but they know everything that's happening good and bad in the neighborhood because everything good and bad goes in their store. Right. And they hear about it, whether they want to or not, they want to hear about it because they need to keep themselves safe to make sure their business is, you know, um, stay stable and able to operate. So, yes, thank you. Shout out to Bodega. This is dedicated to you guys. Bodega man, Bodega woman, this is your time. This is your show. Thank you guys so much. We appreciate you very much. But seriously, um, let's, we'll go ahead and have to, I mean, we've said this before, but we really mean it this time. There's so many topics (laughs) to, we'll we'll make sure to come back to them. but, you know, we're going to do more shows. Um, hell, we're going to do some more shows next week. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I'm excited about that. But until then, we're going to go ahead and switch gears a little bit. I want to tell you guys about um, a dream I had. Don't worry. It's not going to get weird. I promise. You already made it weird. It's fine. So, just roll with it. Okay. Sorry. I should just do stuff. I shouldn't. I'm <laughs> a weirdo. Yeah. But <clears throat> let me tell you about my dream. So I was dreaming about my friend. Shout out to her. Um, her name is Alejandra. She lives in Colombia. So, um, but it was nothing crazy. Don't worry. It was just her yelling at me and telling me I need to work on my Spanish, which is true. And then my Spanish is horrible, which is true. That's because you don't use Duolingo. I track you, fool. I just got called out on my own podcast. <laughs> I tried. <laughs> I use other apps. That's my excuse. You guys believe it? No, you don't. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, no, actually I do. I use LingoPie. I watch movies. So there you go. That's true. All right. All right. Thanks for calling me out. But seriously, um, as Liz just did, Alejandra was calling me out in a similar fashion, but also she came with a brilliant. Right. So in this idea, she told me, Social media is calling and it needs us to step up the game for people to understand the importance of, she said it just like that, of travel, of knowing the significance of appreciating great times in their lives because life is short. So hence we announce here today on this podcast, this year of 2024, hashtag return back Thursday. Starting tomorrow. So what that means is you 
post on social media your favorite trip, right? And you put on there, you know, hashtag return back Thursday. Also include why that trip was so significant. Maybe you met someone. Maybe you saw an amazing event, um, something near and dear to your heart. But also it's important, include on there why you haven't been back. And what you'll find is the reason why you haven't gone back is not as important as you think. Even if it's money, you need to start saving. If it's something that happened maybe when you're going and trying to leave the country and had a bad experience, you know, and got strip searched, that's not that bad, <laughs> you know, but seriously. That's not that bad. You just got done telling us how it was not that good. <laughs> well, it's it's who did it. No, I'm just playing. See, my oh. sarcasm is not working on most of you. But seriously, oh. <laughs> you need to make sure you embrace these moments because I look back at amazing times, amazing events, and there's times in my life and I'm like, wow, you know, I really need to go back and do that. Um, I think of one that's crazy to me. I know my parents, they talk about, you know, the the most amazing trip they ever had. They took a cruise to Alaska and it's so amazing and uh, it changed their lives and they really appreciate it and they felt one with nature and they hate the cold. So for them to like it that much is, you know, says a lot there and they had such great memories. But when I ask them, why don't you want to go back? Oh, it's too expensive. They just like dismiss it. We all do that. We have some reason we can't find the time. How can you not have time for something that made you feel so alive, right? That made you feel in the moment of something so special. So I, I for one, am thankful for that dream, even though it was just that. But I think we can bring it to reality. I think it's time for us to, you know, return back, return back to a great trip. So I ask you now, Liz, my co-host, my partner in crime, what was your famous, famous and most important and most memorable trip? Um, or do you want to save it for social media on our group and surprise me? I'm going to post it tomorrow because I'll post, I'll, I'll post like a couple pictures and what I did and a story about it and, and get it going. I'm going to save okay, it. Cool. I'll do the same thing too, because I'm a follower, not a leader. Um, but yeah, so Thank you again. Um, I just want to say and put that in there. That's important for us to remember the reason why we travel. It's um, to get those moments, to get those memories. You know, the reason why I travel is because um, it reminds me of <clears throat> how great this world is and this, you know, what's important. You know, when I, I go out and I'm traveling and I'm meeting other people, my biggest fear is, what, let's say that your favorite city you've never been to. Let's say your favorite food you've never tasted. That scares me, right? You know, like, let's say the most amazing person is someone you still haven't met yet. I'm not even saying like a lost love, just like an amazing person. You know, they're, they're out there, right? You know, and yeah. there's opportunities. And that's why, to me, I'm so obsessed with travel. because. My ex used to say, damn, you love everything. I really do. But <laughs> well, I, I, I do feel like I'm a citizen of this world. While I'm a gringo from the U.S., I mean, I, I love the world and I want to learn more about a gringo, it. Bro- a gringo brother. <laughs> you're right. Yeah. Right. Wherever you're at, I'm looking We're for We're going to have to find a new term for you. 
I, I thought it was called American, but what do I know? <laughs> oh yeah, you're right. You're right. But, <laughs> I'm just making funny. So, so no, I I got you. But we we uh we can definitely find um you know solace in the fact that you know great opportunities are out there, and I've been pleasantly surprised every single time. There's places where I'm not really sure what they offer. I figure you know a place that you know decent weather. The food's okay, and they have a nice beach. When they have so much more, they have great culture, rich history, beautiful people, you know, and, and things that draw to you and make you want to return. You know, there's things, too, where the weather isn't great, and I still love it. You know, there's places where I don't like the food as much, but I just enjoy being there because the people are so welcoming and accommodating. Um, so you learn more about yourself when you learn about, you know, what you like and what you don't like. And the best way to do that is seeing the world. So for that, return back Thursday. I can't wait. Liz, thank you so much for uh, helping champion this. And uh, thank you, Alejandra, for she really didn't make the idea up. You know, I just dreamed she did. So I, I guess we can we give her credit or what's your thoughts on that? I mean, she what was the word? Uh, it was Inception. Oh, snap. <laughs> so she, she definitely gets credit because if you didn't know her, then you wouldn't have had that dream. Damn, you're right. Damn. Now we know it's destiny. So uh -oh. I can't. Well, okay. So excited for that. And uh, yeah, man. So. Oh, so, so, so exciting. So. <clears throat> Liz, I guess we'll go ahead and close things out on another. Yeah, our I mean, we talk a lot. <laughs> so, yeah, we really do. I mean, when I saw that list of 10, I was like, wow, that is that is ambitious that uh, we might be able to get through all 10 things. Yeah. But you know what? No one can ever accuse us of running out of shit to talk about, Sean. I swear oh. to God. Oh, hell Even no. when we were on the phone with Astara the other day. Hey, Astara, we need to get you on the show, too. But uh, even when we were talking with her, I was reflecting later, like, man, we hardly let her talk at all because <laughs> we just we just go in circles. Yeah, about yeah. all day. Point. I, I want to go ahead and say that. So, um, yeah, shout out to you, Star. We love you. Um, Star is planning an amazing trip. You know, we, we touched on it before about going to Cebu. We're going to do another. Yes. Where we talk about um, Vietnam and they're looking at you know, like really having an amazing adventure there. Um, I know that. Alejandra is getting ready to go on a family trip to Cancun with her um, family. And, you know, what I would encourage everyone to do is take that time to go on those trips with your family, to do solo trips. We talk about that, finding yourself, um, you know, go with, you know, your immediate family, go in large groups, just travel. And Mix also, it up. I would encourage people to, to, um, because, Honestly, there is just a lot of travel content out there, but it's what I call surface level. And it doesn't always talk about all the different areas. You know, I recently discovered a new travel vlogger. Um, and I know she's been doing it for a lot of years, but Brenda Catalan out of Mexico. And she um, focuses, so she goes around the world, but she really focuses on, you know, less, lesser known, lesser tourist destinations in Mexico. And I love it. You know, I really wish that more people would, would do that and just talk about where you're at, you know, 
If you're in the Philippines right now, just talk about your city. You'd be surprised. People will want to see that and learn more about it because it's not just about what your city doesn't have. Oh, it doesn't have, you know, uh, this like Cebu or it doesn't have this like Manila or Davao City. It's not a competition, you know, but what your city does have, you know, is important to you. You know, that uniqueness, um, whether it's natural beauty or it's um, just something that's special that makes it stand out and you live there, that alone makes it, you know, special. So I love learning more about that. And, you know, hopefully whether you post it on social media when it's, you know, return back Thursday and we learn about your dream destinations or you just decide to really just step up and create some travel content. I'm excited. I know myself that I encourage you to want to do that because, you know, if you're listening to this, you're definitely passionate about travel. And I know I am. And we want to encourage you guys to take a chance, step out your comfort zone and put something out there. There's so much beauty in the world and we don't always see it because it's clouded by, you know, um, other things that people think you want to see, but show people, you know, the, the beauty that's out there and they might not even realize it's there. So it's your opportunity to tell them and show them. Nicely put. Thank you very much. I'm going to go ahead and cut it <laughs> off while, while I'm ahead. I don't want Liz to get mad at me again. So this has been an amazing show. I've really enjoyed it. I also want to send a shout out because I'm shouting people out to um, to Kim Davino again. She's helped put together the song, the theme song for our show. Liz doesn't always like when I play it, but I love what it means to me. It has great significance and meaning. Um, dedicated to a good friend. It was written by my daughter, um, Kim. So put together and she performed it. So I wrote it. She performed it. So it's great. And it's about our show. So, you know, I, I love that. You know, every time I hear it, it just brings back great memories. So that's why I play it, Liz. That's why I play it. And I'm getting ready to play it right now. It's but a good song. It's a good song. There's nothing else Liz wanted to add. Nah, Liz is done. Liz is done. And where I'm coming from. Because it's mind-boggling to you, yeah. All right. We'll see you guys again. Can't wait. Thank you guys again. We appreciate you. Have a good one. And remember, return back Thursday. We love you. We're out. Don't you know what you're talking to